Alright you guys, um, welcome back to Late Game Heroics, welcome my co-host, Keys. What's good, what's good? Joy. What's going on? You know, it really seems like nothing happened today. We have a <laughs> hard time feeling the next hour or so of just time. Nah, it's like everything, everything that you could think of happened, and more. So... Let's start with what is probably the more interesting story of the day. In the midst of all the craziness that was today. Uh, we're recording this. It's about 11 o'clock on the first. Uh, recipes take off, man. First and foremost. The big story today is... Steve Nash, he's either fired... Or mutually parting, it depends on who you ask. Uh, from the next job, he was brought in by KD and, KD and Kyrie, and it seems like he was kind of thrown out by those same entities. Do you guys believe that he got a fair shake? Personally, I, I feel like he should never been hired. He didn't have any coaching experience to go off of from the get-go, and I felt like it was... It just was a, a bad marriage from the get-go when we remember that famous press conference where Kyrie and Durant was saying, oh, yeah, Kyrie a coach one night and Durant a coach one night and we'll give the Steve one night. And it's we already know that that's not how an NBA team is supposed to be ran. So it, th- those was the early signs for disaster for me. And they got bounced out of the first round uh, last year, and they started the season off how they did this year. I think it was a smart decision. I don't think the decision of hiring him should have been one of the things that they thought about. Like, it, it was a bad decision from the get-go for me. It seemed like one of those situations where they want their superstar to, to pick the coach and be okay with it. So that way the superstar can kind of dictate what they want. But then the de- like the decision they made was kind of like on steroids. Like, hey, you guys just picked a, a non-coach to be your coach. Yeah. So apparently last night, uh, according to uh, Alan Hahn, who covers uh, the Nets locally, Sean Marks says that uh, Stephen Nash told him after the win last night they're not responding to me. So this basically suggests that Steve Nash decided to go. They're not listening to me. Like, what am I going to do? Now, it's very clear that oh, I don't know where Kyrie's headed at and we'll get to him in a second, but Katie wanted him gone in the offseason. Katie tried to force a trade, if you remember. Uh, there were rumors that Katie was trying to force himself. Was he trying to force himself to Miami at one point? He tried to force himself to New Orleans at one point. He From what wanted, I heard. 
Yeah. From what I heard was the coach and GM need to leave or I'm out. Yeah, that's pretty much it. He definitely had no love lost for uh, Steve Nash. And seems like he kind of got his wish. Durant said he's shocked by Nash's firing. He said he woke up from a nap and saw the news on TV. But that's a normal day in the NBA, according to him. It's one of those situations where Durant said he was taking a nap, but he had his one eye closed and his, the other eye looking at his phone, seeing when it was going to happen. Which, which account was he signed into at the time? <laughs> Count 626. But, like, so with Durant saying he wanted these people gone, like, did he have a a plan in his mind? Like, was he about to be like Jackie Moon? What was it? What was his? What was his thought process behind people need to leave? It's hard to tell what Durant's process is. He's been so cagey about everything, and then when you try to, it seems like when someone tries to actually get an, a true answer out of him, he gets even. He gets even more like kind of averse to answering things maybe one day he'll actually tell us how he feels now the Nets did play tonight and you know Durant was his regular 30 point he's just basically he's basically been a 30 point uh shoot 30 point uh player this entire year the one that didn't show up in the stat board was Kyrie Kyrie was two for 12 for four points four points Six, six rebounds, on, seven six on three. I think Kyrie's the problem here. I think Kyrie's been the problem in in how this this entire Nets team from the beginning. Because if you remember the, the original reporting, when Durant left Golden State, where was Durant going? Durant was going to New York. He wasn't going to Brooklyn. He's going to the Knicks until Kyrie came in and said, "We should go to Brooklyn," and they. They've got their buddy uh, DeAndre uh, DeAndre Jordan. Remember, they got DeAndre Jordan there, yep. Knicks, and they got the Knicks coach, the uh, the Nets coach fired because he benched DeAndre Jordan, and that's when they brought in Steve Nash, and that's when they gutted that entire. Because this used to be a nice young Nets team that had potential, and they gutted that team for Kyrie, KD, and whatever other parts they had because they thought they were going to win a championship. And it looks like between the two of them, they're, they're going to have to hit the reset button here in a little while. Yeah, just looking at the roster real quick, like this does not scream championship pedigree. Don't scream Eastern Conference pedigree either. East Conference Finals pedigree. I mean, it, it, it would be, I, I'm sure you're about to just go into this, but um, I don't know what Steve Nash could have done different to get his superstars on the same page when basketball doesn't seem priority for some of these superstars. I think he was in over, I think he needed, they needed somebody, they needed a, somebody that can manage a star's ego, and that's, you know, we always talk about the X's and O's with Phil Jackson, the triangle and all the rest of that stuff. But that's what Phil ex- excelled at. He was able to calm a Jordan down or get Scotty focused or get Shaq in, you know, to overcome whatever 
weight gain he gained in the offseason, he was able to get into Kobe's head and kind of guide them in the right direction. Nash doesn't have any of those skills. Look, he's a very good point guard, but a very good point guard doesn't translate to very good coach. To, to me, though, like, the Kyrie situation, it's not managing a basketball ego. It's it's much more beyond that. True. Um, how do you guys, how would you guys rank how Kyrie is handled just kind of the media and then all the... Uh... Zero. <laughs> Straight up zero. Okay. So, if you're the owner of the Nets, what are you doing? Ky- Kyrie would have been let go more than just a statement. He, he would have been let go last season. I don't, I don't care what kind of situation that we would have put ourselves in. Kyrie had to go last season. When the thing with Kyrie was Kyrie didn't want to get vaccinated. Didn't, whatever his beliefs was, he didn't want to put a needle in his arm, get vaccinated. Had his own agenda about that. Then he waited through all of that. Finally, New York lifted whatever they had to lift so that he could play home games. They made it to the playoffs, played Boston, got swept. Then he had the nerve to say, well, the chemistry wasn't there. What do you mean the chemistry wasn't there? We know the chemistry not there. Why is that? Why is that, Kyrie? Why wasn't the chemistry there? It's because you missed two-thirds of the season. And now you're trying to get into playoff... Not even playoff shape. You're trying to get into basketball, regular basketball shape that you should have been in four months ago to try to win a playoff series. Like, that... Kyrie should have been gone, bro. And now it's the media situation where all this stuff is going on now. He's just a distraction. The the only person that has really been able to deal with Kyrie to a certain extent extent is LeBron James. He he go to Boston. That was a fail. He get he goes to he get, teams up with KD. Everybody oh him and KD best friends. Harden comes to K, uh to Brooklyn. They all there. Harden gets the hell out of there. He's like, I ain't even dealing with this shit no more. I, it's, it's time to roll out. Harden did check out my team. <laughs> yeah, he was like, hey, we played together in OKC, but I'm not even dealing with Kyrie. He was like, I'm trying to see my uh my strippers and play basketball, whatever. He was like, I'm out of here. Kyrie just at home chilling on the couch. And then, all right, let me just pull up in the playoff and – do my thing he showed up for game one and then disappeared the whole series ship his ass uh he's gonna get to la somehow just go ahead and do that do whatever y'all gotta do to get him la because this this whole project with him harden uh kd and now you bring in simmons whoever thought of that who's scared to shoot the basketball he's missing layups 
airballing layups, getting fouled out, having more fouls than points. Like that 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 whole team is a shit show, bro. I need they need to go back to New Jersey. So what's the first move that you make? I mean, you've you've already fired Steve Nash. Do you try to recoup some of the value that you've lost? I mean, I don't know what you could get for Ben Simmons. I don't know what you could get for a uh, a Kyrie or you know a KD or something like that. But do you try to recoup your losses and then just try to hit the rebuild button? You gotta hit the re- like they're two and six to start the season. Like they're basically playing for the play-in spot. The East has gotten better, and they haven't. Like yeah. Cleveland is good. Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland is in yeah. the run. A, a, a top three C. Like the East, both the Western Conference and Eastern Conference have gotten better. And right now, Brooklyn doesn't have a coach. And side, side point, month uh, tomorrow, Cleveland versus Boston. That'll be a good one. Yeah, Cleveland already beat Boston uh, one time this year. So, yeah. like, it, it's not getting easier on on either conference. So, so Ky- Kyrie, looking at looking at the contract, this is his last year with Brooklyn before he becomes a free agent. Unrestricted, restricted. Unrestricted free agent. Um, you would think Brooklyn would want to try to get something out of it, but I don't see any other team giving something away f- for him. They might just wait and play their luck later. I mean, it's unfortunate. I mean, I feel like has there been a player in NBA history who picked more fruit off of a moment than, than Kyrie? It seems like that one shot over Steph Curry has just allowed him to exist as this weird, you know, you know, persona. But you know, he I still mean, falls I, back. I, I was like, thinking I about this earlier. I, I guess Steph you could say time? like almost Rodman in those those Bulls runs where he would just kind of leave and come back. But that that's even a different situation. But that's that's different. Yeah, that's like Rodman would leave and come back and play better. Kyrie is leaving and (laughs) falling off the planet. Literally, because it's flat. Like, (laughs) bro. Brooklyn is going to have to do a reset. It's going to have to be a big reset because they don't don't even have a young core. So I don't know what they need to be going to try to get kind of like the, what the Lakers are doing and get pieces around KD or do you just like hey you're about to have a young core for a while does KD want to have a young core it's, which really comes down to are you, are you picking KD over over the roster kind of thing I wish I, I, wish I had an insight into what the management for Brooklyn really want. 
like i just feel like that place is just like a toxic situation like just being like a role player on that team and coming in and having to deal with all that every day you got Kyrie that's just that's just there you know and you can't tell me Durant wants to be there either bro it's like they just buying their time till till something happens like there has to be like some type of move that happens during the trade bringing in the reported coach could help like I, I, I still can't see Kyrie just falling in line or Durant falling that, in line because that has been the there. Best. Like, maybe you guys know more than me, but like one of the best kept secrets in the athletic world for a while of what, like, there's been reports of what he's done to get suspended for Which a mean? year, but there's nothing concrete of why he was suspended for a year. Is is there anything else we want to say about the Kyrie thing? I mean, we could we could tell, we could talk about the anti-Semite thing. I said that I I cut the clip last time and just saved in the folders for uh, the other podcast. I just I I'm, I'm kind of just done with it. Kyrie. Just makes me tired. Like I just look at him, I just get I get tired of when I see Kyrie's name on something. I'm like this is gonna be like a weird you know some weird diatribe and Kyrie don't like to listen to nobody but yeah. I mean when the only person that got your back is Kanye West then you need to look around and go god damn I messed up oh uh, Stephen A is another person that got his back because evidently I, I've been hearing all summer Stephen A he's box office he's when he's on he's on 50 million dollars yeah I give it to him for what for what for that shot, basically. That that one shot in the finals. I, That's what you're giving he, the $50 million for. He said something in his uh, little press conference where he was going back and forth with that reporter. And I've seen other people say this. Like, they're like, oh, just because I put it on Twitter or, or do that, they're like, that doesn't mean I'm promoting it. It's like, it's like what do you, what do you, oh, oh, I'm not promoting it. I'm just, I'm just putting it out it. there. Or like when people in their like Twitter bios like retweets do not like uh, what do they say retweets don't reflect my my opinion or something like yeah just just in case the backlash is terrible this is covering their ass basically I, like I, I just retweeted it I, I didn't I don't have an opinion about it I got a feeling that this saga is gonna get a lot worse before it gets better. Um, that's, that's all I really got to say about this whole thing. I just... Yeah. Katie and Kyrie just leave a bad taste in my mouth. And just... I think... This is the... This is kind of the ultimate curse of LeBron. Because LeBron gave these players... Helped give these players... A power that they've never had before. And... Not everybody's I mean, supposed if, to use If that KD's power. the level-headed person on your team, you then... Catch me, Griff. He level-headed until he pulled a second phone out. <laughs> All right, that so Blackberry. He pulled that Blackberry out. That's, uh... That's it for that. So, let's move on to something... I don't want 
say cheerful, but something a little bit more fun. I feel like we had a fun trade deadline. Some years, you'll get nothing for the trade deadline. It'd be like, oh, uh, they moved a, a backup cornerback to, you know, to this team for a, a six-round pick. This trade deadline actually felt, this NFL trade deadline actually Where felt the like teams on top NFL trade were trying to get that next that next level. Everything seemed like it made sense. Yeah, the teams on top were trying to make moves to keep themselves on top. The teams on the bottom were kind of accepting their fate after eight games and kind of going, okay. My, mine, mine kind of boils down to a division, and that is the NFC North. Where Detroit traded okay. in division to Minnesota with a TJ, TJ Hawkinson, who I believe was their first rounder two years ago. He might have been. I can check he, he, He's been a baller for Detroit for the, those two years. Um, they got they got a second and a, a second this year and a third next year. Um, I don't I don't know why they would have traded him to Minnesota in that situation. And then also uh, the Bears getting Chase Claypool. And then, yeah, with all that happening, cheaper than Packers did nothing. (laughs) Packers just sat there and let everybody eat, man. Right, right now, Aaron Rodgers high as hell. He got to be high as hell somewhere. Like, man, I mean, not even this year, but Claypool, Tony. Robbie Anderson earlier, uh, Calvin Ridley, who wouldn't really contribute this year, but they—they you, you didn't have to to give away the farm to find some receivers this year. I mean, you didn't, but you know, you'd always want to make that splash, you know, the win now type of situation. But what about the move by Buffalo? The Naheem Hines trade that has the potential to win them to win them the Super Bowl. Looking at that trade, I feel like Detroit has made a decision. I think they've decided we're gonna we're gonna stack up as many picks as possible for the next couple years. Because you look at their haul, they have quite a quite an impressive haul of uh, picks upcoming, and I think they're going to try to strip this thing to the bare the bare bones. Complete rebuild. Because right now they right now if the season ended right now they have number one overall pick. Detroit has the first round for their first rounder. They have the Rams first rounder, which looks significantly better now than it did yeah. six months ago because I don't know what happened to Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay but them boys then. they got the 33rd pick the 62nd pick which is from Minnesota the 65th pick and then they have three more picks after that 
that's just that's just next year. And then on the other side, I feel like the Vikings got better. And the Vikings are just weird. What are they? Six and two now. And I don't think any of us really care to watch them on television. They are so quietly good. The beginning of the season, like you told me two months ago, who's winning the, the NFC North? What are we all saying? We're all saying Aaron Rodgers, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I said Packers. You got a Vikings team that's gotten significantly better. Vikings been quiet too, bro. And you have a Chicago team that's trying to get better. But with the with the other Chicago trades on their other side of the ball, all right. Philly gets Robert Quinn. Baltimore gets Roquan Smith. So, this is the other fire. This is the fire sale. This is the clear fire sale. I kind of think they probably should have got more picks for what they, you know, for the trades that they made. Yeah, I was just looking. I was like, that. None of that was kind of, none of that was really something to write home about. I mean, a second, a fifth for Roquan Smith, and a fourth for Robert Quinn. Like, I, I don't see you, like, changing your franchise around with a bunch of kind of mid round picks. He's just making the Eagles look better and better. With the, with the Eagles being on the top of the NFC, is Minnesota too? Uh, they should be two seed right now. Yeah, yeah, that that yeah, because they got Dallas. Dallas quietly is up there. Miami getting Bradley Chubb for a first. That's saying this we're all in this year. The greatest cap solver of anything in the NFL is a quarterback on their rookie deal. Hmm. A starting quarterback on their rookie deal. And that's what Tua is right now. And so they're able to bring these people in. But here's the issue. Bradley Chubb becomes a free agent at the end of this year. Oh. You gave him a first round for a rental, essentially. Mm-hmm. Something to kind of is, is that Miami saying that they they believe this is the year? That's a bit of arrogance on my part. Like we'll take a mercenary kind of thing. If so, you're 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 bringing this guy on for a one year flyer. You give him a first round pick. I assume I assume they're just all in for right now. It's a it's a weird move. That, I mean, I don't I don't feel like the AFC is that open that they can just go. Hey, we're gonna make a move right now. So the Broncos traded Chase Edmonds to no hold up. Who got Chase Edmonds? The Broncos got Chase Edmonds in that deal. Also, okay. yep. Okay, yeah. Put a place marker in for Wilson for Jeff Wilson. Miami picking up Jeff Wilson. Um. He obviously is going to be more comfortable because that was his uh, Miami's head coach. You know, when he was in San Francisco, worked a lot with uh, with the running backs. Mm-hmm. So it's that level of comfort. 
Okay, you guys alluded to the Calvin Ridley thing. Let's talk about the Calvin Ridley thing. So, who's the dumb dumb here in this situation? <laughs> like, who who is it? <sighs> who who? Like, who, who like, getting who, the donkey today? That's, I, that's what it's like. I mean, I feel it's like. Cool. They sold. They sold this pick. They sold this player to Jacksonville, which essentially he's off the board this year. But Jacksonville also, traded a fifth and a fourth, and I'm they don't even know if he's gonna that. come back. Yeah, they don't know if he's gonna come back. You know, in shape, ready to play, or I don't know. I think I don't know. <laughs> like, how do you pick up the phone as GM and go, "Hey, man, you know my GM that got all those problems." Hey, man, how much is it for you to take him off my hands? I mean, I don't, I don't know uh, Jacksonville's uh, draft pick situation. They gave away a fifth rounder this year and a fourth rounder twenty twenty four. Maybe they had extra picks and they this is a steal for them or Atlanta was just like, we tired of, you know, let's go ahead and pass them off to somebody else so they could deal with it. Do you think Calvin, like his his one-year suspension, do you think that was a I learned my lesson type of situation? Because I, I firsthand saw Josh Gordon miss multiple, multiple years or like games and seasons and he would always come back and he's like oh he's still got it but I don't know Ridley and Josh Gordon I don't think yeah I don't think Ridley has a a gambling issue like how Josh Gordon just (laughs) blew his career down the drain like Kevin Ridley I feel like he messed up and he'll probably be back next season but isn't going to come back and bite Atlanta in the ass if he comes back balling next season. Because Jacksonville got a young, pretty young team right now on offense. They got uh, uh, Anthony, uh, what's name? Travis. <laughs> I can never say that dude e- name right. Etn. Etn. Yeah, Travis. Yeah, Etn. And you know they got some Kirk and they add Ridley to the to the. Uh, to the team. I mean, they got a young team. Um, Trevor Lawrence, is he is he that guy? Who knows? That's your guy. That ain't my guy. <laughs> Sunshine ain't my guy. just wait and just make the trade when he was available Atlanta just Calvin really is great at hiding the fourth round pick in my book well Atlanta also traded uh, Deion Jones to Cleveland so 
Do you think that could just be a GM? And he and they traded uh, a safety to Buffalo. Do you think they like they were just like we're <laughs> we're making moves this trade deadline? Uh, I I guess I mean. Maybe it's one of those moves just kind of trying to sh- kind of signal to the fan base that, hey, we're committed to the future. We care. Yeah. Naheem Hines in Buffalo, that's an that's a elite one. Do you think Tony but, makes an impact for KC? I mean... It's hard to, it's hard to say, you know? I, I can see that being like a oh he he goes off on a game type of situation, but I don't think that really moved the needle. I th- I think Himes to Buffalo is way bigger than Tony to KC. So uh, are we are we all going in and saying that uh, is potentially just. If it has our right, it's KC versus Buffalo in the AFC Championship game. Those those are clearly the two best teams in the AFC, right? Yeah. I I can't I can't dispute it. I can't. I'm trying to find another team in my I really want I really want Baltimore to be good, but that just don't feel like they got enough. They're missing something. Mm-hmm. They're missing wide receivers. Don't tell them that. They get tested. I mean, it was a good... Uh, they're trying to get that defense up to, you know, that old school Baltimore defense by adding uh, Rokon Smith. Uh, but I was listening to uh, AQ Shipley today, and he was talking about Cincinnati when they were playing Cleveland. And that throw where Miles Garrett got his hand up and Cleveland intercepted it. He said more teams are going to key in on that because Cincinnati really, if you really look at it, they run so much RPO. They don't really throw the ball down the field far. They throw it short and their receivers make it look like it was a, a big gain. So he, yeah. he said more teams are gonna start keying in on the like they're they're getting it out quick out of Burrow's hands. I mean they got to too because the office line ain't that great. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have Chase. Not today Chase, either. yeah. He he Chase can cover up a lot of misfortunes on your offensive line. covers the trade deadline. You want to talk about some NFL games real quick? Pick a game you pick a game or two you like. Yeah, we do quick ones. Well, you already know what my game was. The Carolina versus Atlanta game. 
give it to me because I think PJ Walker is your starting QB the rest of the year. I, I think he is starting QB for the rest of the year. Um, <sighs> such a disappointing loss. Um, for one thing, I was watching the game. I was streaming the game. The stream cut out with like 35 seconds left in the game. I get messages, text messages saying, oh my God, did you see that play? No, I did not see the play. My stream cut out. Basically, Hail Mary to the end zone, 60-some yard pass. DJ Moore catches the pass. Controversy. Controversy is understatement. So... They say he took his helmet off on the field during celebration. He technically took his helmet off in the back of the end zone, out of bounds, which forces, they, they said it was a penalty, forces the kicker to kick a 48-yard extra point. Kicker misses it. Both teams go in there, uh, overtime. Atlanta gets the ball first. Mariota throws an interception. And Carolina returns it to, like, I want to say the the Falcons, like, 35. Carolina barely moves the ball. They try to field goal, 33-yard field goal. And they miss it again. Atlanta gets the ball back, goes down field. They kick a uh, field goal, win the game. Young Hope. And that was for Yeah, cool. And that was for the division lead. Now they play again in another week. They play next Thursday night. So in Carolina. So we go see what's gonna happen with that. But hard for our game, PJ Walker played his ass off. Over 300 yards passing. Had a, a crucial interception in the first half. Um, that Carolina would have went into the halftime leading. But ended up Atlanta leading at halftime. But yeah, tough game in the NFC South. This is very tough game in the NFC South. Um, well, it wasn't tough for the Saints. Surprise, surprise. Uh, a total blanket game against the Raiders, and I think this says more about the Raiders than it does the Saints. This guy has always seemed unprepared. Yes. Yeah. That's just, that's just how I feel. This, I'm not, I mean, no, let me run that back. The Raiders just seem like they're just completely unprepared. Josh McDaniels seems like he doesn't have a plan. Their car just seems like. Every so often, Derek Carr will have a game where you go, man, Derek Carr is really nice. And then he turns around and does this. What happened to Josh Jacobs? They used Josh Jacobs last week, and then this week, nothing. And don't get me wrong, I'm fine with it. I mean, I'm a Saints fan, but like from a football perspective, I, I need this team to be better. You have a number. You have the number one wide receiver on your team in nothing. One catch, three yards. Yeah, 
Yeah, three Where's yards. Where's Dan Waller? He's got to be hurt. Where they, they? Where's my favorite? Their, their, their most target was a uh, Moreau, their tight end. Yeah, nine targets. Where, where's my favorite? I didn't, I didn't, my favorite. I, I didn't watch this one. Did, did they? Did they bench Carr? No, they didn't bench him. So what? What happened with Stidham? That was at the very, very end, like the very end of the oh, game. Oh, he just came. Yeah, in. he came in, but like. Where's my Where's my winner of the West Walker Award for favorite white receiver, Hunter Renfro? Where's he at? One, one catch, six yards. Jesus. Derek Carr went. He completed 15 passes for 101 yards. He must have just been dumping it, it off was, all it game. Was, it's fascinating because I just thought that. I thought that the Raiders had discovered something last week where Josh Jacobs is the key, the key to what they need to do. And then they come out this next week and they go into this passing thing. Let me tell you another team that did this, that that they're on what the Raiders did last week. They found something out about themselves, but I think they're not going to execute it like they should. The Packers. That should be an Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. Yeah. And if we got a pass, we got, you know, we got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But they didn't start doing that until the second half of the, the Buffalo game. It was already out of, well, it wasn't completely out of fucking whack, but like. Yeah, I mean, they, they, was it uh, Lazard who got hurt? Like, they, they, they were missing... Yeah, they, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think Lazar, did Lazar even play? No, I don't think he even played that one. And then they lost, like, uh, oh, that, that Clemson receiver, I think. No, Sammy Watkins. The, the newer one. Rogers. Oh, Amari Rogers, he, uh, he he got hurt that, that game, I believe. But hold on, G, is this is this a a flashback, a flash from the past? Andy Dalton, twenty-two for thirty, two twenty-nine, two touchdowns. Uh, I think that had more to do with Alvin Kamara going. You know what? I'm sick of this. Yeah, he led y'all with rushing and receiving. The only motherfucker that had a better performance this week was C-Mac. Jeez. C-Mac was there. What was that? What was the little kid uh, thing they used to do? Punt, pass, catch? Yeah. (laughs) Punt, pass, kick. Yeah. (laughs) You lit up, man. But here's my here's my weekly. I was wrong about Seattle. <laughs> I think we're just gonna stop going. Okay, Seattle. so right right now, Gino, so right now, Gino is uh, comeback player of the year. He the comeback so player of the year. They have the comeback player of the year and the coach of the year right now, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, Who's on the list? Dayball. Maybe. 
Dayball, Carol. Who else is on that list? Um, could you could you say? Uh, Philly, even though they made the playoff last year. Sirianni. We could throw him in there just for shits and grins. Uh, a game that was ugly but still matters was Colts and Commanders. Seeing how... Uh, Indy let their OC go after that one. There was yeah, there's been some there's been some movements, man. Uh, I always feel bad when somebody gets fired uh, mid season. Should should Washington had been going with Haneke all season? Should like did they even need to go into free agency or trade for Went? They didn't have any faith in Haneke because they did the the really fucked up thing where they go oh we got tape on him from when he was like a rookie or you know he, when he first got huh cause he was with Carolina yeah cause he was with Carolina they just, they just kinda get these stereotypes about people and you know PJ Walker and Tara Heineke where did they come from Heineke was in the XFL I mean, not XFL. PJ uh, Walker was in the XFL and Heineke. What? Yeah, Heineke was the quarterback oh, he for was? the St. Louis uh, Battlehawks. Oh, I didn't know that. Look, I, yeah, I know The Rock decided to launch the XFL teams uh, this week. They announced the teams and the coaches. If I'm The Rock, I'm going, look, man. There's no better. There's no better uh, advertisement than PJ Walker and Taylor Heineke. Oh yeah, they, hey, like they sure. should kind of gear it towards a, a pipeline kind of situation. Bills one, Seahawks, 49ers, Commanders, Titans, Eagles. Patriots, Saints, Vikings, Dolphins, Cowboys, Broncos, and Falcons all now, win this week. The Saints had that shutout this week, right? No, what's gonna happen is Lamar's gonna Lamar's gonna do what Derek Carr couldn't do. And he gonna have Lamar gonna have it's gonna be like 200 yards passing and it's going to be like 157 fucking rushing and four touchdowns. God. Well, you predicting that he's my, he's my fantasy quarterback and you got to go get some this week. <laughs> you got to go get some this week. So. <laughs> You gotta go in against one of my leagues. Lamar smacked me around, though. Oh man, this cat—not not in our league, Keith, but in another league. This cat I was playing—he scored two hundred and fifty points on me, man. Yo, <laughs> like I—I I just wanted to delete my account. Just did 
Did you see the game I had though? Tony Pollard yeah, and Derrick Henry as my running back. G scored the highest points in our league. He had 151. This is a PPR, full PPR league. This cat had Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Ooh. Hopkins, yeah. Nick Chubb, and Justin Jefferson. Damn. It was just it was just bad. It was just it was just all around bad. <laughs> like, why do I have to play him this week? Huh? You're like, why do I have to play him this week? Sometimes I just feel like, you know. Give a look and, like, you get beat, but you would have beat everyone else that week. Yeah, I'll probably get that email that we get sent us the, send, that, that sends us to us, tells us that sometimes. Oh, you would have played this team every week. <laughs> <laughs> We want to jump to the uh, to the college league. College playoffs. <laughs> Did you you heard that? Charge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm putting fucking drops this thing. Uh, okay. So college football rankings. All right. Can I start with my what the fuck? Why is Tennessee the number one team on this list? Tennessee's not number one in AP top 25? Because if they lose, they're still in it. saying Tennessee is the number one team when we watched Georgia just continue to be Georgia since the national championship it's the, the people that are voting Tennessee number one are the people that voted Alabama number six over TCU that's why Tennessee is number one So, so are we are we live streaming this uh Saturday or what? Uh I don't got it. I don't got anything else to do. Y'all can live stream, I can set y'all up. Y'all can live stream. You know, I uh yeah, yeah, I was doing open enrollment right now. So I got so for you. What time that's a three thirty game? Like this is, could potentially is, is be gonna, like order pizzas for us. It'll be a good one. <laughs> I don't know about no Where does no pizza? Late game for Royce Budget already out pizza. Dig deep into your pockets, people. So we got the the college playoff rankings is number one sitting at number one is Tennessee. Followed by Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson. How did 
Clemson jump over Michigan? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I feel you. like all of us in this room have biases. The reason... If you could take one, two, three, honestly, to me, flip a coin, put, put, like, I'm fine with it. And then as soon as you get to four or five, you're like, what? Clemson has struggled a lot. But because if you look later down the list, Syracuse, Wake, NC State, they're going to give the resume. Clemson over Michigan. I wouldn't say that. Syracuse lost the last two yeah, games. But, but Michigan, with their out-of-conference schedule and who they've played so far in the Big Ten, they've looked dominant against them. Not even dominant sometimes, but Clemson has more top wins. I don't think that on, like, watching, I think Michigan has been more dominant than Clemson. That's that's the only thing I could think of. But then you jump to, okay, so you say Clemson beat better teams. You jump to six and seven, and they they asked the the committee chair, why why is TCU seven? And he said that we look at both sides of the ball for offense and defense and TCU has been behind in some games I'm sorry what is it called when you're behind at the end of a game a fucking loss Alabama lost they should not be ahead of TCU As well as Alabama was losing to Texas. Like that they that is benefit of the doubt to a T. The real benefit of the doubt is just how all the voters treat USC every year. That's the real benefit of the doubt. Just I was just about to say that. Is is strictly in number nine right I, now. If you can give me an argument why USC is better than UCLA, I'll listen. But it's gonna be fucking hard. Has, has Southern Cal played Oregon yet? They haven't played Oregon yet, right? No, they're 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 not gonna play. They're not regular scheduled. They would just be a pack. Pac-10 or Pac-12 championship for this year. But UCLA still has to play. Is UCLA and Oregon the same? They, they, they don't, I don't do even know. Like anymore. Oh. I'm just yeah, it's, it's all Pac-12. just schedule. I'd have to look to see which ones they're playing. But I know USC and Oregon aren't scheduled regular season. I'm sure USC and uh, UCLA are probably rivalry weekend. I'm guessing. So, so the final stretch for you, uh, Southern Cal is California, and Colorado, at UCLA, yeah, and then versus Notre Dame. LSU, huh? Number ten, and they're, they're the top ten team. They're just setting them up for failure too. 
That is a resume builder for Bama. That's saying we will sacrifice the bayou. And then another thing I'm upset about Illinois at 16, they have one loss. Why is. Are you talking about this with 11 through 15 all have two losses? Like I don't, I don't quite understand how the the college playoff rankings and the AP twenty five aren't married. So up. usually, and I haven't gone pulled it yet. Usually, when you go look at the committee, you kind of get your answer. You look at who they who they stacked in the committee, and I don't know who's the committee this year. Yeah, a lot of them like have their uh, their comp or their. Their, their ties or whatever but Illinois come on if you don't lose I don't know they haven't really played anyone but they're if you don't lose you'll get jumped by blue by blue blood school this is what I love <laughs> before Michigan Ohio State Michigan plays Illinois and all I can hope for is that Michigan is looking ahead to Ohio State and Illinois smacks them around. That would be awesome. But I kind of want to beat Michigan when they're undefeated, so it's a pickle. I never want to see. Everyone's... Some people want their rivalry game to be good. I want Michigan to be terrible just constantly until Harbaugh leaves. Shout out, uh, so, shout out Tulane. <laughs> shout say. out Tulane. Just the secret best school in the best school in the state, or whatever. So the the final schedule for TCU is Texas Tech, Texas, Baylor, and Iowa State. They have a good chance yeah. of going undefeated. And how far does Tennessee or Georgia fall this week? Do they do they see I don't see them staying one of these teams losing, I don't see them staying in the top five. They can't stay in the top if five. If Georgia loses, they're out of the top five. They'll probably go to seven. If Tennessee loses, they might be five. If Tennessee loses, they drop down to the 10th spot. If Tennessee loses, you just say, like, get them out of there. Like, nice run, Cinderella. Okay. <laughs> Is this because because if they, if Tennessee or Georgia if Tennessee or Georgia loses and Ohio State, Clemson, Michigan, Alabama, all those team wins, you can't just plug Tennessee in there like okay we are gonna stop them right here. 
Like, I feel like if you lose and all those teams, you have to move yeah, behind those teams. Do, like, does, te- does Tennessee go behind Bama? Said who's behind Bama? I think I think Bama being up at six, like I don't think you would put Tennessee behind Alabama after they just beat Bama. That that's the the whole thing about losing late in the season. That's Alabama still ain't they still number one in the uh oh shit the SEC West is tied right now three way tie. Gee, y'all has been going to the movie theaters and LSU sitting at number one in the uh, West. I told you I don't trust LSU. I don't trust Brian Kelly. I watched enough Notre Dame because <laughs> because Notre Dame has that weird contract with NBC, and I, you know, where they get, get, have all the exclusive, and I just never trusted the Brian Kelly team. I ain't trusted Notre Dame since they got their ass whooped by Alabama in the national championship a few years ago. That's yeah, that was pretty bad. Well, matter of fact, we we gonna sell it that this weekend too, cause y'all play Alabama at home. I think that Alabama's gonna destroy us. And then Alabama gets a top ten win. Yeah, they LSU's offense is terrible. Okay, so that's that's what I'm saying. So. You can't just stop Tennessee in front of Alabama if they get a top ten win. Alabama got to keep going up to but number then, four. Uh, like, what, what, that's another like what is what how how do they head to head like what is that that should matter? They say it matters, but there's just put it like this: the SEC getting three teams in the playoffs. Plain <laughs> and simple. That's how it's going. Yeah, we get three teams in the in the playoffs and with Ohio State. Uh, okay. The king of the north. <laughs> <laughs> king of the north. Uh, I think we're gonna see some serious tweaks, you know, after this week. That's why I say I feel like they set up. They set Tennessee UCF up. For still L. the best team in Florida. I actually think I'm going out on land. I think Tennessee gonna win this weekend. You think they're going to win this weekend? Yep. Well. I think you should find a uh, a gambling site and put some money on that. Oh, this is mine. The, the oldest quarterback battle in the nation. Uh, is, this, is this something about the hurry up offense, bro? It's like, I don't know. And it, it's so crazy that how quick this team turned around from a couple of seasons ago. Someone made a comparison to a 2019 LSU, but I'm not ready to say that yet at all. Nah, they ain't, they ain't 2019 LSU, but they got a stud at quarterback, and their defense is solid. Where is this game played at? Is it in it's, Georgia? It's in is Georgia. It It's gonna be a good game, man. And it, the percentage—they got Georgia seventy-five percent to twenty-five percent. That's kind of—I think that's a little bit too high. 
over under 66 I don't know about that They played Kentucky and they made Kentucky seem like they were nothing. 44 to 6? Illinois plays Michigan State, minus those four players suspended. So look at the bottom of this list. Why is Texas in this list? <laughs> We talk about it every week, bro. We don't know how they stay in the top 25, but somehow they do. If, um, one show I was listening to, if the college football playoffs were publicly voted, who are the four teams that get in? Alabama, Ohio State. Would it, have, it would have to be at this point because, no I'm saying like this is just public voting like people don't care about resume like are the four biggest would that be Alabama Ohio State Texas Notre Dame it not not in that order but just are those the four biggest I don't feel like Notre Dame no, nah, not Notre Dame. I don't feel like Notre Dame. I, I understand where you're coming from, like from like a popularity. This is basically a popularity context. Who are the four teams that people would vote in? I don't feel like Notre Dame has the same popularity. Yeah, that had, might be like, like nostalgia. People ago. just say Fighting Irish. Yeah, this is this ain't the Rudy era. Like, so nah. we know they'll pick. We know they pick Alabama. We know they pick Ohio State. Who would be a third and fourth team? I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a clear cut. Maybe USC, like with a, just a, the sheer amount of West Coast votes, but West Coast doesn't care about college football. Really does. Hmm. I, I wouldn't even say Southern Cal either, because well, there it is. Playoffs? Have it, they ever been to playoffs? Not the not in, the, not in this current current incarnation. Last time it was in the playoffs was 2004? 05. Mm. That was Vince Young. 05? 05. 05. 05, the greatest college football game of all time. The greatest college championship yeah. game of all time. I still maintain Boise State versus Oklahoma is probably my favorite college football game of all time. The, the, the play? The trick play? Yeah. The flea flicker, yeah. or the the um, Statue of Liberty. Boise should have been. Boise should have been playing. Boise should have been playing for a national championship, but instead they got stuck in fucking playing Oklahoma, and they proved themselves better than Oklahoma. The hook, yeah, the hook and ladder, and, didn't and then the Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty with homeboy going into the stands and and uh. Think, Proposing the whole girl, right? Go ahead. Oh, I was saying he proposed to a girlfriend in the game too, right? Yeah, he proposed to his girlfriend. Yeah. 
You want to talk about uh, one tunnel? So you are the, you know, part reason, part thing that makes you so good here uh, with the group is you are are outside the SEC because you know we're SEC guys. You have proven yourself a very, a very capable guru. Now, explain to me the Paul Bunyan statue and why it's gotten so chippy the last couple. So of that, years. that's the uh, the Michigan the in, the in-state trophy. Um, Michigan, Michigan State, and as much as Michigan likes to call himself Big Brother. To Michigan State. Michigan State has won 10 of the last 15 before this last weekend. So, like, there, there's, there was some, I mean, everyone remembers, oh, he's having trouble with the snap and the ball is free. Like, they, it's been a, it's been a close rivalry, like, close games. Um, Mel Tucker came in, got paid a lot of money, and Mel Tucker was 2-0 against Jim Harbaugh. Even when Michigan went to the playoffs last year, they, that was their one loss, was Michigan State. Um, there, a, lot of, a lot of chips on the shoulders for, for those that in-state rivalry. Mm-hmm. Uh... Do you think they should do away with the Paul Bunyan? Um, there's so many rivalry trophies that go unnoticed. I don't, I don't think they should. Like, there's like, I mean, those are those those are like kind of like tradition trophies. Like Ohio State, Illinois has a trophy. Um, There, there, there's, there's so many like I mean, little non-rival but still like traditional trophies. I, th- I think they're fun. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Um, because we had never beat Texas A&M. There was a trophy between us that they was taking home every year, <laughs> and I didn't even know we had one. So after we won that game, uh. Shane Beamer was like, hey, how about y'all send that trophy over this way? And we have one with uh, Missouri, too, now. The Battle of the Columbia, so... I mean, it's just something fun that you... Rivalry games that being started up with teams that's joining conferences and stuff like that. I don't think it should go away. It's just a, a, a black eye on the whole situation with... Michigan and Michigan State this weekend and uh, the brawl and how it was handled and what's going to happen going forward. I think that when it comes to all this rivalry stuff and this is nothing new. It's just that there's cameras everywhere now. This ain't the first time motherfucking got his ass. No, moved. I mean, so last season there's there's cameras 
and uh, Franklin talked about it um, when Michigan and Penn State when Michigan won they were all chirping in the tunnel after the game uh, when they beat Ohio State there was chirp Michigan was chirping after the game in the tunnel and there, there's there's many incidents uh, 2013 before the game Ohio State Michigan Ohio State are walking through the tunnels and there's security trying to close the Michigan door and the players come out and they start chirping and it's just one of those things where it's like it's 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 two-handed Michigan State was completely out of line but what is expected in a football atmosphere when these guys are walking down the same hallway just Josh yeah it was sort of like um, didn't y'all have a situation too G with uh, Alabama somebody poisoned somebody tree right or something like that <laughs> yeah uh, that's a cat that poisoned the, the tree yeah, yeah. Uh, Marbury. and then he called Paul Firebomb show <laughs> to confess yeah, Auburn and Alabama to poison the tree, and then something happened with. Oh, uh, shit. We didn't even talk about that. What's that? We didn't talk about Auburn firing oh, their coach. Yeah. They didn't even oh. let them. I mean, we talked about offline, but they didn't even let him finish the year. Like, the season already shot, just let him finish the year. But you brought up a good point about, oh, you got to save the recruits. Yeah, because that, that's literally what happened to us with Muschamp. When we fired Muschamp, it was like everybody came and picked our team apart. We lost so many players during that phase, and I, they're just trying to – I feel like they're just trying to save their team. Like, let's go ahead and get a, a, a head coach put in before the offseason so he can start recruiting before we lose all our recruits because – I've already seen on South Carolina pages that there's a couple players that South Carolina been trying to get away from Arbor, and now that they don't have their uh, they head coach, it's... Like the interim coach? Oh, is he a running back? Oh, oh. Um. I, I can't tell you. I haven't followed an Auburn none this season. Oh, fuck. Ah, you say it. I know it's a cool ass name. I know. What? Cadillac Wilson, the interim head coach? That's my boy, man. I love Cadillac Williams. I actually, um, back back in the day with uh, NCAA, I was coaching Auburn for a couple of years. <laughs> I was coaching Auburn a couple of years where they had Cadillac Williams and those those cats in the backfield. Oh. Damn. Um. Save 
I'm good, man. <laughs> Carnell Cadillac Williams, man. The head coach of Auburn football. Cause then after that, our uh our running back transfer there, uh Kenny Irons. He was right up, he was next up after that. His name was Irons. Iron. Huh? Iron His Bowl. name was Iron. Kenny Irons, yeah. Yeah. Yep. He was the South Carolina running back transfer to uh Arbor, Kenny Irons. So the short the short list for the uh the Auburn job already. Matt Rule. Oh, yeah. On the short list. And, and Matt Rule on there, too? Yeah. I feel like Matt Rule gonna go back to the fucking. He belonged in like the, the Big Did 12. The, the, big... That, uh, that journalist on the hot mic at Florida. Talk about Billy Napier. Uh-huh. So, uh, oh. Someone said something, and he said uh, it was something along the lines of like, "I don't give a shit. I'm gonna be here longer than Napier anyway." Hell, <laughs> <laughs> oh. the justice system burns. That might be another one gone soon. Miami just got some some top recruits and they're trash. Miami's whole problem is Miami needs to Miami needs to look yourself in the mirror and go. Miami's kind of like once you hit a certain age in life, where you like I can't wear this. I I can't live <laughs> in the past no more, man. Miami's been living in this like Miami Miami act like the hurricane era was like ten yeah. years ago, bro. No. Hurricanes ain't been in in about 40 years, bro. Michael Irvin was cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Last time Miami was relevant was Willis McGee. 2002. Yeah. Hell, Ken Dorsey is now the fucking offensive coordinator in Buffalo. Who was their last yeah, coach? Man. Diaz. Manny Diaz? Manny, he, he's, Manny he's the Diaz. defensive coach at uh, Penn State. I saw that this last game. Yep. Yep. They scooped him up pretty fucking quickly. So why don't you come up north and leave that turnover chain out there? And then I hate, I hate, you know why I hate that turnover chain? Because all it was fun when they were doing it, even though it was stupid. But then it came like all the other fucking ones started coming. The, the copycat shit. Oh yeah. Coming, I was like, Somebody had an axe. Shit, Missouri, yeah, they beat us last weekend. They got a a a, a, a damn championship robe. Dude caught an interception, put I'm, a robe on. If I'm coaching the team and he intercept my player, and that motherfucker is walking around with a robe on the sidelines, and it's still the first quarter, I'm telling my guys, hey. <laughs> hey, we're look, look at me. Do what you gotta do. I ain't telling you what to do, but I'm just telling you, do what you gotta do. Oh, God. 
Anything else? I'm good. I'm good.